Upon becoming the Chancellor of Germany and then becoming the Führer, Hitler had sweeping changes to Germany's foreign policy. His foreign policy included aims to abolish the unfair Treaty of Versailles, which he saw as a diktat, and with that to reclaim the lost lands and get revenge against the Allies. It also included to unite all German-speaking people, to check the spread of communism, to expand to the east for Lebensraum, to revive military and national pride, and to strengthen alliances for expansion. The following podcast is based on the Cambridge A-Level History Curriculum. Hitler justified his aggressive foreign policy with the unfair treatment Germany had received in the Paris Peace Conference. They argued that a diktat, meaning dictated peace, had been imposed on their already weakened nation. They were stripped of land, splitting up the German-speaking people, giving reparations that they were no longer in any position to pay, and forced to sign the war guilt clause, even though they argued that all countries involved had a role in causing the war. Hitler was angered by the fact that the other defeated nations were given comparatively small sums of reparations to pay, whilst Germany had to pay hefty reparations of £6.6 billion. And with this, Hitler aimed to abolish the diktat and pursue self-determination for German people. After coming to power, Hitler practiced elements of Wilson's 14 points, which promised self-determination that each nation had the right to pursue, even the defeating nations of the First World War, like Germany. As a result, in the coming years, he took back land that Germany had been forced to concede following the First World War under the Treaty of Versailles. Some key events include the remilitarization of the Rhineland, the Anschluss with Austria, the annexation of the Sudetenland, and also the whole of Czechoslovakia. This is because Hitler believed that the Treaty of Versailles was unjust, by the fact that the ethnic German speakers that lived in the Sudetenland and in the Polish Corridor and other regions were not allowed to be united with the German motherland, as promised under the Wilson's 14 points, which promised self-determination. Another aim, which we have already delved into a bit, was to unite all German-speaking people. To achieve this, Hitler forced the Anschluss with Austria, annexed Czechoslovakia, and remilitarized the Rhineland, taking control of territories with German-speaking populations. For example, in September 1938, Hitler was demanding that the Sudetenland, who of the population 50%, around 3 million, were Germans who claimed they were being oppressed and mistreated by the Czechs, they demanded that that was handed over to Germany. In the end, Hitler negotiated to receive the whole Sudetenland following brief conflict, but a few months later, he then occupied the whole of Czechoslovakia. Regarding the Anschluss with Austria, Hitler, who was Austrian, said as a personal note, I, myself, as Führer and Chancellor, will be happy to walk on the soil of the country that is my home as a free German citizen. Therefore, Hitler was successful in achieving his aim of uniting all German-speaking people, Regions with high German populations were incorporated into Germany, whilst Austria, which as a whole was German-speaking, was also incorporated through the Anschluss. Hitler aimed to check the spread of communism, as he was anti-communist, as indicated in Mein Kampf, and actually he believed that Jews were responsible for communism. He wanted to expand Germany into the USSR and defeat communism once and for all. However, he did not initially believe that the German army was powerful enough to face the Red Army, and so he signed the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact to gain time and continue developing the German military before attacking the Soviet Union. 
However, once he did engage in conflict with the Soviets, it was clear that they had been taking time themselves to develop, and that Hitler had seriously underestimated the might of the communists. This was one of the significant factors which led to the eventual defeat of Nazi Germany at the end of the Second World War. Before I continue, if you would like to support me and help this podcast to improve, for example the audio quality, and if you crave more history content outside of the AS A-Level curriculum or the IGCSE curriculum, please do become a premium listener and paid subscriber. This could, let's say, help me buy a higher quality microphone and improve your listening experience. Now back to the history podcast. Hitler and the Nazis wanted to expand to the east for Lebensraum as the population density of Germany had increased to more than double that of France and Britain, and they believed that for a better quality of life, which Germans had the right to, especially as the so-called elite race, they needed to expand the German Reich. Due to the Treaty of Versailles, Germany had been looked down upon as a weak country, especially after their military had to be reduced to 100,000 men. Hitler believed that if Germany was to prosper again, with a strong military and becoming self-sufficient of food and supplies, it would need to recover the land lost through a strong and effective military which would improve Germany's national pride. The Nazis also believed that in addition to expanding the German motherland to the east for Lebensraum, they had the right to overseas colonies and to rule over who they saw as the subhuman race in Africa. So, Hitler aimed to gain colonies and land for Lebensraum, and resources needed to make it stronger and allow it to achieve autarky. He did this by making plans to invade and seize Soviet land, and by gaining African colonies. In order to be able to work towards this, Germany would need a large, strong, and powerful military. Hence, Hitler aimed to revive the German army and air force to the level prior to the Treaty of Versailles, Restoring the military would not only increase their power, but also international prestige, as the German army was a source of national pride prior to the reductions of the Treaty of Versailles. In 1932, Germany had 30 warships, 36 aircraft, and 100,000 soldiers, with just 1% of government spending on armaments. By 1939, Germany had 95 warships, 8,250 aircraft, and 950,000 soldiers, and they were spending 23% of government spending on armaments. Finally, Hitler and the Nazis also aimed to create strong alliances for German expansion. The world was shocked when Hitler and Stalin signed the Nazi-Soviet Non-Aggression Pact, because they hated each other. Stalin hated Nazism, and Hitler hated Communism. But in the end, With really no surprise to anyone, the countries turned on each other. So, why did Hitler sign the pact in the first place? Hitler signed the pact because he knew that the German military was not yet strong enough to face the might of the USSR. So, he wished to gain some time to continue building up Germany's military. Hitler wished to use the assistance from military capabilities of the USSR to further expand the German Empire to achieve his goal of Lebensraum quickly and gain more supplies, resources, arms, etc. to face the allies of Britain and France. Hitler also knew that only Russia could keep Britain's promise of protecting Poland, so he stopped an alliance between them by forming one with Russia himself, and in the end, Germany and Russia jointly invaded Poland on the 1st of September 1939. Hitler also signed the Rome-Berlin Axis with Mussolini. In 1934, Mussolini had stopped Nazi Germany from expanding to Austria. Hitler claimed that he was trying to put down the rebellion in Austria, which was calling for German-Austrian unification, but obviously in reality he just wanted to invade and, and unite the two countries. 
to protect Sathterol, which was under Italian control, Mussolini stationed soldiers at the Brenner Pass, forcing Hitler to back down. This action earned him a lot of international prestige, but created tensions with Hitler's Germany. From July 1936 to April 39, Mussolini and Hitler both supported and fought on the side of Franco, a fellow fascist in the Spanish Civil War. As a result, the two dictators, Hitler and Mussolini, were brought closer together. On the 22nd of May 1939, Germany and Italy signed the Pact of Steel, a military alliance between the two countries. Now we've gone through all of Hitler's aims, what do you think of him? Quite a ridiculous question to ask, really. He was a horrible man, responsible for millions of deaths in the Holocaust. Just wait a few more weeks, maybe a couple of months at most, because my series on the Holocaust is coming soon. Then we'll be looking at questions like, did Hitler plan the Holocaust? Did the Nazis plan how they were going to systematically murder millions of Jews? And is anti-Semitism and the Holocaust still important today? But for now, think of how Hitler's aims align with the policies of a totalitarian state, and think of how successful Hitler was at achieving his foreign policy aims. That's it from me today. Subscribe to be notified when the next episode is released. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of my podcast. <laughs>